The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Craig. Well, this show's very special. That's right, because Raider Nation podcast has been to camp. Raiders Camp 2012. We're going to hit on that and more here on show 345. On today's show, there will be referees still up in the air. That's right. Yellow flags up in the air, that is. They haven't had a contract, and it's getting kind of close to the end of the possibility. So we're going to hit on that. And the rest of the show will be dedicated to the Oakland Raiders training camp. We were there. Uh, we're going to still be there. We're going to be there next week, too. So we're going to hit a little bit on that. we got some great video and audio from that experience, man. It's great to be there for show. So that's about it. We're going to hit the bone line as well. So let's get to the show, shall we? Well, Raider fan, hold on, because it looks like the NFL might have scabs <laughs> in place of normal NFL referees this season. Yes, we knew it was coming. We knew it was on the horizon. But the NFL ain't screwing around, man. They're training referees, and they ain't joking. Now, the NFL Players Association is not happy with this situation because, well, Really, the referees are supposed to protect the players from each other as far as dangerous hits and the like. That was part of the new CBA for the players, and now you have a bunch of, well, trainees in their place. Now, I'm sure the NFL is going to find adequate replacements for the NFL referees. The one thing I don't like about it is kind of union busting. I don't think that's very cool. Uh, I don't know. I think, now the devil is always in the details, I do believe that this whole thing is over a, a, a compensation for retirement, not salary. The NFL wants to make it like salary. It's a retirement issue. And, well, those of you close to retirement can feel their pain, I'm sure. So I know there's issues, and there ain't enough tissues because I'll tell you right now, it looks like the NFL doesn't give a crap they're going to go along with the scab players. And the salary ain't too bad for a first-year referee. That's eighty grand working three hours on a Sunday, six, seven, eight times perhaps a season. That's not a bad salary. But the big point being for me is I'd rather have the real referees on the field. I mean, I know Ed Hockley <laughs> has not been the kindest to the Raiders. And other referees as well, but I do appreciate their professional opinion. I think that our team will be more disciplined anyway, but it has nothing to do with the referees. I think the referees need to get uh, get it together and sign a contract so we can make this move. I do not want to have a bunch of buffoons on the field making some major decisions. That would be some bullshit, and that is all I have to say about that. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, Raider Nation, it's time for the 2012 Oakland Raiders training camp. This is our story, and this is what happened. First off, the Oakland Raiders were gracious enough to give us press credentials for this training camp. I have to thank them and thank you, the fan. Because if it wasn't for you guys, then we would not have a possibility to get closer to this team. And you, the fans of the Raider Nation podcast, are the ones that made it happen. So there we were. Randy and I arrived in Napa. Beautiful day. Absolutely fabulous weather. Got up to the guarded gate. And then, of course, our names were read off a sheet of piece of paper with the press. <laughs> Pretty damn cool. And we moseyed on out to the field where training camp was in progress. And here we go onto the field. We're greeted by the Raiders organization. Very professional, very gracious, uh, able to do Many, many things. Very cool. Very nice setup. So we're, there we were at training camp, uh, walked around to the press section. There was a 1,000 Raider fans at this particular training camp. I've never seen it before, so it was pretty amazing to see this many Raider fans in the stands watching practice because it just wasn't done for so many years. It was pretty cool to hear people cheering, like for Tommy Kelly and when – you know, some guys were making passes, Ford, Moore, uh, DHB. It was pretty cool. Uh, the fans were very, very loud, boisterous. Um, I liked it. I thought it was cool. I don't. The team probably liked it, too. They were kind of kidding each other. <laughs> it was kind of fun. First off, let us make no mistake that Dennis Allen is running this with an iron fist. It's structured. It's very, very structured, and it looks like it's very, very much more organized than the past regime of Mr. Bubbles, Hugh Jackson. There is a palpable stress on the field. I can, I can tell you that these players know that the coach means business. He is always walking around, spending a lot of time with the defense, by the way, and, uh, with Jason Tarver, they're barking out orders, man. That guy, <laughs> I like him, man. He's fiery on the field. He's impressive. Uh, so I like this coaching staff. I like the way they're running the players through the drills. Uh, there's no nonsense. It's very, very structured. I mean, I can't say that enough. It's refreshing to see. I think this team needed this kind of discipline. And I, you can tell from the last training camp, it is very obvious that there's a difference. Now, this is the beginning of training camp, people. They're just inserting the offense base and the base defense. So these are just basic plays. They're learning. They're walking through. So there's not a whole lot. There's some hitting. There's some passing. There's some drills. But they're just getting into the beginning. This is going to develop all the way through preseason. And then onto the field, we'll sh we should start with a full uh, load of bullets in the gun, if you know what I mean. So this is just the beginning, but it's interesting to see the players because they're reacting very well. I mean, uh, the defensive line is is aggressive. They're doing their thing. Shaughnessy's out there. He looks healthy. Uh, that's nice to see. Shaughnessy, Shaughnessy and Seymour have a good relationship. You can see that there's a lot of 
A lot of give and take there. I think he's learning a lot from Seymour. Big benefit to the Raiders. Big benefit to him as well. So I see a lot of change in the offensive line. Uh, they're, they're really having to learn a whole new bunch of a bag of tricks right now, uh, which is cool. Uh, not a lot of mistakes. Uh, first day was kind of sloppy. Second day, it was much cleaner. And I expect that it'll get that keep that way through the entire uh, training camp. Now, the quarterbacks went the same way. One, two, three. Carson Palmer, Liner, and Pryor. This Kyle kid from Brown is not bad either. He throws a nice ball. DBs are playing hard. DVD looks really, really good. Him and uh, DHB, it's funny. <laughs> They're having kind of a competition. It's, it's pretty cool. And Chimdi Chiqua, he stepped up as well. You know, Giordano looks good. Uh, they look like a solid group. Um, and the running backs, let's just go there. McFadden looks fast as ever. He's cutting like he looks like uh, it's incredible. I can't see how he can do it, but he does it. I think Goodson is, is a solid number two on this team as far as running back goes. He's kind of big. He's He's got the same kind of slash as McFadden, and he runs kind of the same way. But I think he's a solid number two with Taiwan Jones coming in number three. He's still a little small. Uh, frame-wise, but, you know, his quickness might be an advantage this season. He might have learned a little bit. So I think that's the way the running backs are going to be going so far. It could change, like I said. It's the beginning of camp, and this is just pure speculation on my part. Tonga and Marcel Reese both looked really good. They looked very qu quick, crisp, uh, strong, and really on top of things. I was really impressed with that. And also number 44. Owen Schmidt, the guy we got from Philly, he's crazy. Uh, big guy, bruiser, and I think we might be using him for the short yardage situation. Looks like that's what they're trying to groom him up for, and I think he's going to do a really good job. He's going to kind of take Michael Bush's bruising job away, and I think that's a good choice. I mean, he's fearless. He's pretty cool to watch. David Ashbury at tight end looks much bigger than he did last season, and he seems to have more confidence in general. Brandon Myers looks good as well. Looks like he's just as good a blocker as he was last year, and they make a pretty good, you know, couple. Now, I forgot to say something about Jaron Kreiner, and I'll just say something about him right now. He's good, and we're going to use him because I think he's really good. And especially in short yardage situations, it looks like they're trying to fit him into the red zone scheme. Uh, that looks really good. So I'm excited about this young man, and I think we got a lot more to see from him, and I think we'll see it in preseason. I'd love to try to comment on all the players in the team, but I just couldn't see everybody. I tried my best. The offensive line, like I said, it looks like it's pretty good, but I couldn't focus on any particular player when I was there. So I'll try to do that next time I go. And a great opportunity that we had to interview Greg Knapp is right here. It's on audio. We also have it on video at www.raidernationpodcast.com. Check it out on our webpage. It's right there. All our videos will be there from camp. They're pretty cool. This is interview with Greg Knapp. Also, Coach Allen and also Darius Hayward Bay. Check it out. It's pretty cool. The autumn wind is a pirate. 
All right, here we are with Coach Craig Knapp. How are you doing, Coach? Great, great to have well, you, Greg. Well, appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. Uh, let me just uh, share with the Raiders. This gentleman here was a fantastic quarterback, who you didn't know, <laughs> out of Sacramento. Set all kinds of records, 32 touchdowns, 2,800 yards, was it? I got lucky. Uh, a few of those yards down oh, there. Oh, so. no, no, no. This is why he's such a great coach. He's a player's coach. Uh, coach, uh, you were with us before in 2007 and 2008. Yes, I had a good time here. Uh, getting to know some of these guys already uh, from uh, Cooper Carlisle and the Darren McFadden's that were here back then. Uh, so it's, it was a good experience to get to know a little bit of the building, the trainers, the equipment guys, and what have you. I just wish it would have been lasted longer, but I'm very happy to be back now. Well, we're very happy to have you back because you brought a lot with you uh, through your great experience, and you left a program that was dynamic with a different blocking scheme that we're used to, uh, the zone blocking scheme. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I've, I'm, I've been very lucky. I've been kind of a guinea pig when it comes to the zone blocking scheme. Uh, initially, I learned this back in 2004, 5, and 6 with the Atlanta Falcons when I got together with Alex Gibbs, who also is a former Raider online coach a few years ago, but he also did with the Raiders. And uh, so he taught me a lot of the intricacies of the zone run scheme. So I've been to four different places, long story short. Raiders here in 07, Seattle 09, and in Houston. And in every place I've been in with the zone run scheme, we've had a runner have their career best season. Warwick Dunn, uh, Justin Forsett up in Seattle, Justin Vargas here in, in 2007, and then most recently undrafted kid, Arian Foster, led the NFL in Russian. I'm a big believer in the zone scheme, and we got the players that'll execute it well. Yes, you have a different set of players here. We're, we're glad you have a lot more to work with. Quarterback situations improved greatly, uh, and that gives you a lot more freedom. Uh, so you're feeling real comfortable here. Yeah, the dynamics of uh, the zone scheme, which really isn't a lot of plays, but uh, a lot of checks by the line at line of scrimmage, means, okay, we, we'll get a lot of reps in the run game. But the dynamics have been a Carson Palmer, who really has a master of the passing game, has a good understanding of defensive coverages and blitzes. It gives the play caller, like myself, uh, a little more freedom to move the chess pieces around and try to get one-on-one -on -one matchups. Well, you know what? I think we're going to have a fantastic season. I know you're a very busy guy, and we have a short snippet here with you. Thank you very much for having time with us, and good luck this year. We're looking forward to it. We know you're going to do it, Coach. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, obviously, I, I think fundamentals are, are uh, a critical variable into uh, being a successful team, whether it be offense, defense, or, or special teams. Um, uh, we believe in the little things, doing the little things right, and we're going to continue to preach the little things uh, because the little things become big things if you don't have them corrected. So uh, fundamentals are going to be critical in everything that we do uh, as a team. Having a defensive background, I would imagine your offense, you're looking for things that you didn't like to face, that you didn't like matching up against certain things. I'm just curious with a zone, a zone running team, team that's going to do a lot of zone runs. As a defensive coach, what, what was difficult about it? Why did you want it for your offense? Well, it's 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 being able to uh, maintain gap discipline, and uh, I think the zone running scheme is the toughest running scheme in, in football. Uh, you know, and I think with our runners, the way that they can uh, stretch you uh, side to side and get you running, and then find a crease and, and be able, to, you know, turn it north and south with their pad square. Uh, is going to be a good thing for us from an offensive standpoint. So uh, it, it, it's a tough scheme, and it's not just the zone running scheme. It's the way that it's taught, and this system has been productive, uh, you know, for a long time. And, and so uh, it's always given us trouble. It was in your mind when you were the head coach that you were going to want a zone. Running absolutely, scheme. absolutely. I mean, it's in my mind, it's it's the best scheme to run the football that there is.
Now here a week in the camp, we're talking about changing the culture of this team. What actually are you able to do implementation-wise here at training camp to start working toward changing? It's all about the mindset, uh, you know, and, and I believe in that. Uh, I believe, you know, uh, you can do a lot of things if you set your mind to it. And so we talk a lot about, you know, the mindset and, and uh, determination and, and not letting anybody else be in control of what happens to you and that you're in control of yourself and, uh, you know, to take advantage of the opportunities that you have. So really it's all about the mindset. How are you doing, Darius? Doing all right. The last couple of years they talked a lot about not having a number one receiver here and kind of just being by committee. Mm. When you hear that, do you still say to yourself, I want to be that not that guy when, you know, when things are I mean, I think, I, I think every receiver tells himself, you know, I want to be that guy that's going to get this first down, make that play. And I think if we all have that mindset and we play together, you know, we can do it by committee. You know, it's always going to be a guy who's going to have more catches than the other. But if we do it and work as a team, Sky's the limit. After last season, you had quite a few catches, yards. You think you're going to get more, more attention this year? Do you go into it, brace for that, or trying to, you know, expect know. it? You're going to have to ask the other teams. I don't know what they, what they're expecting. You know, I don't know what they're going to do. I just know I got to play football. You know, if that, if that means beating one guy, cool. If that means beating three guys, that's what we got to do. Teams or teammates that you get are that new, that are new that you haven't played with before, or. Surprised at your size and physicality. I mean, you, from a distance, you see all oh, Darius Hayward Bay has this sprinter speed. Uh, you have a mental image of someone maybe that won't, maybe not be quite as big as you. Do you think sometimes you, when new guys come to you, they go, "Wow, yeah, I, I well, thought you were going to be, I think you were going to be this <laughs> I, big." I don't think it's just me. I just think guys who come on from other teams, they're just surprised about how fast we are in general. You know, we're, you know, you got Jacoby who's short and fast. You got me, I'm tall and fast. You got Denarius. You got Eddie McGee who has good speed. So I think a lot of, a lot of guys who come over, they just, they're like, wow, these guys can run. The last couple of years they talked a lot about not having a number one receiver here and kind of just being by committee. Mm. When you hear that, do you still say to yourself, I want to be that not that guy when, you know, when things are I mean, going to I mean, I, I think every receiver tells himself, you know, I want to be that guy that's going to get this first down, make that play. And I think if we all have that mindset and we play together, you know, we can do it by committee. You know, it's always going to be a guy who's going to have more catches than the other. But if we do it and work as a team, Sky's the limit. After last season, you had quite a few catches, yards. You think you're going to get more more attention this year? Do you go into it, brace for that, or trying to you know expect I don't know. it? You're going to have to ask the other teams. I don't know what they what they're expecting. You know, I don't know what they're going to do. I just know I got to play football. You know, if that if that means beating one guy, cool. If that means beating three guys, that's what we got to do. Teams or teammates that you get are that new that are new that you haven't played with before, are. Uh, surprised at your size and physicality. I mean, you, from a distance, you see how oh, Darius Hayward Bay has this sprinter speed. Uh, you have a mental image of someone maybe that won't, maybe not be quite as big as you. Do you think sometimes you, when new guys come to you, they go, wow, yeah, I, I well, thought you were going to be, I think you were going to be this <laughs> I, I don't think it's just me. I just think guys who come on from other teams, they're just surprised about how fast we are in general. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, you know, you got Jacoby who's short and fast. You got me, I'm tall and fast. You got Denarius. You got Eddie McGee. Who has good speed? So I think a lot, a lot of guys who come over, they just, they're like, wow, these guys can run. What are your, your impressions of Rod Studer so far? He's good. Um, he's a good rookie. Uh, he's still learning. You know, he's making plays out there. So I keep telling him, just keep doing what you're doing, and you know, uh, the coaches see. You and DVD seem to be having some pretty heated battles out there. A little rivalry beginning for you two. Who? DVD. Huh? 
Who? Huh? <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. DVD, he's playing great right now. Yeah, he's playing great right now. He's, uh, he's, you can tell he's been working, you know. Uh, he's got my number a few times. I got him a few times, but, uh, you know, that's what camp's for, you know, battles. Yeah, you say you heard the fans, but you didn't listen to what they are saying. Exactly, but but when you kind of look at the difference in the years past, of not being that many fans out here. Yeah. What, what was the energy difference? I don't know. I really wasn't paying attention to them. I mean, for me, I just... I can't, I got to do my job. I can't be out there looking at the fans waving and everything like that. I'll be telling them they're not there. But I'm glad they came out, though. Let's put that in. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know, you're, you're, this camp has been compared to their previous ones you've had. What do you think you are right now? Um, you know, it's no two-a-days like it was my first two years, you know. That's a grind. But uh, I don't know, it's still early. I don't, you know, camp so far has been fine. You know, my legs feel good, I feel fast, I feel explosive, and as a team, you know, we're doing a lot of different things. we got two special teams period, uh, periods, and we're going out there, we got 20 minutes on an individual period, so we get a chance to really work on some things that we haven't in the past. Harris, was it hard to put that off-field incident behind you, or did you rape? Was it easy to, to just sort of pick up and go on? Uh, football's my job, it's my life, and that's what I focus on 100% of the time. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. And I got this great opportunity to interview Jason Tarver. That's right. The defensive coordinator for our Oakland Raiders. Can you dig it? I was so excited. You'll see. Listen here. Okay, here we are with Jason Tarver, defensive coordinator for the Oakland Raiders, right here in person. First of all, I want to thank you for being our defensive coordinator. You know, it's a step up, I'm sure, everyone knows, from last season. I see you out there. You're very tenacious. You're very loud. You're specific. You're a great teacher because I've been watching you every day. Um, Appreciate me, that. Tell, great to be here. Great to ahead. be with Raider Nation. Tell us. Tell us what's happening. What's happening with the defense this year? Well, we're, we're, we're putting things together, and we're learning everything through training camp. We just finished our third day in pads. And we've worked on base situations, third down situations, a little red zone today. And so what we're doing is we're putting in our base defenses. And we're learning our rules and how we work together. And we had some good examples of the players learning to work together within the frame of the defense. So that's what we're doing right now. And then we're also learning how to play with contact, of course, because that's the best part of the sport. Okay, And where we fit. When somebody does something, how we fit off of that. When there's an outside run, how does that work? When there's an inside run, how does that work? When there's a play-action pass, what do we do? And how do we work together? So that's what we're in the process of doing right now in training camp, is learning each other. And, of course, our goal, stop the offense, get it back in the hands of Carson, McFadden, all those skilled guys we got. That's our goal. Well, it's, it looks like there's a little bit of defensive, offensive thing going on right now you expect that to get more intense as camp goes on you know what's good is is competition competition makes everybody better and that's what it is and you know we're calling a play coach Knapp and I have actually worked together on the script so that we get different looks each play so that if the next time like if he's got a second time the play comes up we're giving him a little different look on defense so both the offense and defense learn how to use their rules and make things work against whatever looks the opponents are going to show us during the season now, the Raider fans are used to a specific defense from Al Davis. God bless his soul. What are we going to do, you think, different? I know you can't let the cat out of the bag, but are we going to see some difference in defense from what we've seen over the last decade or more? Well, with our, with our defense, and, what, and a couple of things that we say is, one of them is multiplicity through simplicity, meaning a lot of the calls are the same but look different. 
So we use things in teaching same as. This is the same as this, but to an offense it looks different. And then the other thing that we do is everybody gets a turn in this defense. So that means everybody gets a turn to cover, everybody gets a turn to rush. I've noticed so we'll that. leave it at that. Yeah, but. well, that's good. That's very good. I know you're a very busy man, and I appreciate this time. I'm going to call you the mad scientist because that's what I know you are. You're going to bring the magic and the science to the Raiders, and we surely appreciate you being here, my man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for Thanks the interview. For your my time. Man. I also got to interview Miles Burris, linebacker from San Diego State, rookie linebacker for the Oakland Raiders. Right now, he's taking the place of Curry, who's off with an injury. A fantastic young man. You can see why we call him Clark Kent. Okay, here we are with Miles Burris, linebacker, rookie year at the Oakland Raiders uh, from San Diego State. Um, how are you feeling about the Raiders so far? Feeling great. I'm uh, I'm blessed to be here and, and getting a lot of reps right now and uh, just learning every day and, and trying to get better every day. Yeah, I, I've seen you've been with the first team as well. That's uh, quite an honor to come in and get that. Yeah, I, I kind of had to get bumped up because Curry's out right now and um, he's rehabbing, but I'm sure he'll be back real soon. And he's uh, he's actually been doing a, a great job of coaching the guys up and especially me and uh, being a rookie in there and making some mistakes. And uh, he's helping me uh, in realizing what those are. And, and so the coaches are doing a great job and just getting me lined up. And uh, it's, it's just fun to be out there and flying around silver and black. Yeah, for those of us who don't know, check this man out on YouTube. Some of those insane uh, tackles, uh, catching the guy, incredible <laughs> angles, a great linebacker. I was so happy when you got drafted, I can't even tell you. I oh, appreciate it. Okay, and you were a great student, a good character. You know, I'm, I'm calling you uh, Clark Kent. I just want you to know <laughs> that because you're Superman. Uh, 31, I think, reps at the Combine. Yeah, I did 34. They took a few away at the end. <laughs> uh, that would be a record if I'm not mistaken. Is that uh, right? I have no idea. Oh, yes, it would be. I'll tell you right now, I know it would be. Uh, welcome to the Oakland Raiders. We're expecting a lot more from you, I'm sure. Um, and what I just have to say is you got to get meaner and nastier. What is your motivation to get that guy? What is their motivation? What do you find? What do you, what do you think about when you're ready to get somebody? Honestly, one of the big... Uh focuses for me is just going as hard as I can on every play and you know a lot of times you get tired in there but especially when when game time hits you just you got to go as hard as you can every single play and just have a laser focus on what your job is on that certain play and so if the ball is going away from you you, you chase the ball as hard as you can and you make a lot of plays um, that you shouldn't make otherwise if you just play as hard as you can. That is great philosophy. I appreciate your time. I know you're tired just after camp. Thank you so much. We're looking for some great stuff out of you, young man. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. I call you Roma now, Rom Romo too, because I know you got it in you. Appreciate so it. So welcome to the Raiders. The Raider Nation is glad to see you here. Glad to be here. Right on. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Miles, I appreciate it. Well, Raider Nation, it's time for the bone line. 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181, throw us a bone, it's that time of year, you got to get on here, ladies, you know what I'm talking about, don't forget to hit up our site, www.raidernationpodcast.com, get on there so you can see the videos from training camp, they're pretty awesome, Randy put them on the homepage there, so they are there for all to see, they're pretty good I think. Check them out.
All right, who's our first caller of the show? We have Raider Tony from Monterey, formerly of San Francisco. What's up, Tony? Hello, Raider Nation, Raider Greg. This is Raider Tony over in Monterey listening to the podcast. I'm really stoked about this year. Uh, just bought my half-season package and uh, didn't get the full season. Uh, I thought about it, and I still might go ahead and get the other half, but we'll see. One guy called and said that he expected to do better than 8-8. Eight and, eight. and I, I really hope that we do better than 8-8, eight eight. but the thing is we have to be realistic with our expectations. You know, it's a new coaching staff, it's a new regime, a lot of new players, half the defense is new. I was just watching the ESPN special on the AFC West preview, and it's the only time that they've ever talked about the Raiders so far in the offseason is for this stupid preview. They really don't talk about us very much. Uh, Raider Greg, awesome podcast again. Thank you for keeping them coming because really you're the only one that provides us with the Raider news that we need. Don't really get it from ESPN. Every day it's the fucking same thing. Peyton Manning this, Peyton Manning that. So tired about hearing about Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. I know that he's great, and I know that he's going to make them good. But he's one good hit away from retirement. And uh, so, you know, I think the media is blowing it out of proportion like they always do. They fucking, it's the new Tim Tebow. And that's the other thing. You know, that's that's pretty much it every day. Tebow in New York, that's all they talk about, you know, and uh, and Payne Manning. Fuck both of them, and fuck the Broncos, fuck the Chiefs, fuck the Chargers and their fans, can't stand them, fuck the whole AFC West except us, and, uh, and fuck the 49ers too, just for the fuck of it. <laughs> I'm out. First and foremost, thank you for the props, brother. It's always good to hear from the Raider Nation and our fans here at Raider Nation Podcast. And I think you're right. Guarded optimism is the way to go here. But, man, you should see them at camp. They're getting better every day. And, uh, well, we just shall see. And I'm sick and tired of Peyton Manning. That's all I got to say about that. And next, we have Raider Jesse from Minnesota, and he's missing his Oakland Raiders. Let's hear what you got to say, brother. How you doing, Raider Greg? This is Raider Jesse. I'm a first-time caller. I just got done listening to the podcast. Just want to call in and let you know how I'm feeling. Been a long-time Raider fan all my life. Calling that out. Calling that a Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota right now. I've been living in Stockton, California my whole life. And I uh, really appreciate what you're doing with the Raider podcast. Uh, been missing my Raiders since I've been living out here. Been missing my Raiders a lot. And uh, I just want to tell you thank you for keeping me updated all the time with your Raider podcast. Uh, I do see you at the games now and then when I was living in Stockton. Um, just want to let you know I really appreciate you doing this Raider Nation podcast. It really keeps me updated with the Raiders. It really keeps me going with my, my passion for the Raiders. I really love what we're doing with our acquisitions. I really like this rookie guy in Jerome Kreiner. I'm hoping that Darren McFadden can stay healthy. He stay healthy this year. I think we've got a big shot. First four games are looking kind of tough. San Diego at home. We've got Miami on the road. 
Pittsburgh at home. I'm going out to face this schmuck Peyton Manning in Denver, which I know we could take him out. I'm getting sick and tired of hearing that Tebow mania last year. Anyway, now I have to deal with damn Peyton Manning. But like I said, we got the first first four games are pretty tough. You're gonna have to excuse the the background. I'm at work right now. Like I said, I got a lot of passion for my Raiders. Been a diehard fan since 1989. I'm 28 years old right now. So I've damn near been watching the Raiders since I was eight years old. Like I said, first four games are pretty tough, but I think we can come out three and one. I know we can at least win three out of four of those games. Glad that we got Shaughnessy back. Glad that um, Seymour is still there. Still a force to be reckoned with, even though he's in his, uh, in his 30s now. And um, cornerback position, I do like what we did on bringing in Ron Bartell and Shante Spencer in. Uh, I know I, I know Shante Spencer did a lot of good stuff with the Niners, so I know he's got a lot of good football left in him. And uh, this guy Bartell, I've been watching him for years in St. Louis, so as soon as we picked him up, I knew who he was. So I'm pretty excited about the cornerback position. I'm getting rid of this bum Stanford route, getting overpaid, I'm getting fucking pass interference all damn season. And Chris Johnson. I don't know what else I can say about this schmuck. He blew so many passes. He would have just caught that interception against the Bills in the end zone. He dropped that shit on the last drive. Would have won the game. He wouldn't have lost that fucking game against the Bills. And also, I was at the Detroit Lions game. Totally shellacked the defense in the end and let Calvin Johnson rip us a new asshole. Uh, I was pretty pissed at that. So, uh, I'm pretty excited about our secondary with those two acquisitions. Um, I love my man, Branch. He's a... The hitter, um, not too, not too big on Giordano. Kind of taking kind of bad angles last year, getting blown in coverage a lot of times. But uh, Michael Huff, and he's been in there for years. He needs to finally step up and have more than a couple of interceptions a year, man. I'm getting tired of, uh, of Huff getting coming in and out of the lineup, being injured. So if we can, we can get Huff in there. We can get Huff doing some good stuff. I, I like what we got at the safety position. And uh, secondly. On the offense, I just, I just want to say that our backup, that running back, I'm pretty mad that we lost Michael Bush. He was our bruiser. And um, I don't know about this guy Gibson. He's not, he's not um, proven to me. I haven't heard too much about him the last couple of years in the NFL. So um, I'm, not, I'm not too sure about this guy Gibson. But uh, I do like Taiwan Jones. Taiwan Jones has been doing some good things for us. And uh, he makes me real passionate about the backup position. Uh, I'm still still up in the air with Darren McFadden. He's my man. I mean, I love him. I love him to death. I think he's on some Adrian Peterson-type shit. Like I said, I'm not sure about the backup position. I'm just hoping that Darren McFadden can stay healthy this year. What else I got for you? Like I said, I'm, I'm loving the show. Like I said, I'm a first-time caller. just want to tell you I love the Raider Nation. I'm out here, like I said, I'm out here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Loving my Raiders right now. I'm missing California. I just want to say thank you for doing this podcast. I just found out about you guys not too long ago, but it really is helping me in coping with missing my Raiders. Like I said, I'm, I'm thinking about coming back real soon here. Hopefully hopefully by the end of the season I can catch a game. Um, I'm going to keep listening to your show. Thanks, Raider Greg. Like I said, this is Raider Jess out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. I used to live in Stockton, California, and I'll be back one day. I'm fucking out. Thank you. Well, thank you for the props, brother. We just like to bring the news to the Raider Nation, you know? And a uh, great rundown on the team. Goodson looks pretty good, though, as a running back, backup running back. I don't think you have much to, to worry about that. And our blocking scheme is going to make a big difference, too. So 
there's a lot to, to, to go on now. There's a lot of training camp still to, to be done. So early in the season, we shall see. Thank you for the call, brother. We really appreciate it, especially knowing that we're helping bring a little home to you, my brother. Honest. Thanks for the call. And next, we have the Cash Creek Crawdad Raider. <laughs> Check him out. Raider Greg, this is the Cash Creek Crawdad calling from beautiful Lake County, California. Buzzing in to say I want to say uh, I love the moves the Raiders have been making lately. Recently, we traded for traded uh, Lewis Murphy to Carolina for a conditional seventh-round pick. Yeah, I know he was our leading receiver a couple years ago, but, man, we are so deep on wide receiver. Uh, Rod Streeter from Temple wasn't even drafted, came in on invitation. He's working with the first team on the last OTAs. Also, Kreiner, he's making eye-popping catches, a la Denarius Moore, like uh, Denarius Moore did last year. How things can change in a couple years, it's it's awesome. Also, uh, Picking up quarterback Matt Weiner last year, he was with Greg Knapp at Houston. He was Houston's quarterback coach. He's helping Palmer learn the offense. How great is that? In case something happens, you know Matt's going to be able to slide right in there. No problem. Keep it going. Also, I heard that Terrell Pryor is uh, working with Gannon, uh, trying to fine-tune his game. That's good. Uh, a lot of potential. Uh, during the OTAs, he... Uh, wasn't very accurate, so we need some work. That's okay. Also, I'm looking forward to training camp starting in a few days. Uh, we're $5 million under the cap. So let's go get a veteran linebacker, Cedric Benson, maybe uh, Shock, Shockley. He's out there. Uh, we still have a couple of uh, roster spots open, so let's get her done. And also, uh, what a classy organization, the Oakland Raiders recently donated 10% of their season ticket sales to the Oakland school system. Proud to be a Raider fan. I'm out. Very nice take indeed. I know we have some room. We got some spots. I think they're just going to wait through camp here a little bit and see what they're going to need because they're not sure what they have. That's why they haven't made a move. Thanks for the call, brother. Great. Let's hear you again sometime. And next we have Raider Eric with a Hall of Fame rant. <laughs> Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Eric again. I want to thank you for putting me on your show for the first time. It's pretty exciting for me, and I really appreciate that. Today, I just want to weigh in on the Hall of Fame and how we're constantly snubbed by it. I'm not saying that the current players going into the Hall of Fame this year aren't deserving, but it seems year after year, our players simply don't get in. You can blame that on a lot of things, but I just blame it on the league because I believe we have always and are still persecuted against and just not never given a fair shot at anything, especially at the Hall of Fame. For the past two years, Tom Flores and Tim Brown have both been eligible but have not yet gotten in. Tom Flores, who is a two-time Super Bowl winning coach, is not in the Hall of Fame yet. It's ridiculous. And Tim Brown, one of the greatest receivers ever, has not come in. So I'm sure both of these guys will get in. It's simply ridiculous that they're not that they weren't first round inductions. Once again, the league passes it up for other players. There always has to be a certain number of players. Even if those players aren't deserving, there always has to be a certain number of players that go to the Hall of Fame every year. And it's just like with the penalties. 
the league's constantly screws us over just because of who we are and they're not going to put our players in. Look at Stabler, who's been waiting for a long time, and Plunkett as well. Plunkett is another two-time Super Bowl winning coach, quarterback, I mean. Stabler is some of the greatest plays of all time in NFL history. some of the most memorable plays ever and won a Super Bowl. It's ridiculous. These players are not in Hall of Fame. And that's why I call it the Hall of Shame. Because, listen, man, it's not until the Raiders get back up on top, win a couple more Super Bowls, that they start talking about some of these guys that need to get into the pro, the uh, Hall of Fame. So that's the way it is. It's always been that way. I'm not losing any sleep over the Hall of Shame because it's a damn shame. I mean, come on, man. Ray Guy is not in the Hall of Fame? Please. And next, my very good brother, a knight of the realm, (laughs) with no doubt, Crusader Raider. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from London, England, home of the 2012 London Olympic Games. Uh, Raider Nation, just a quick call to say hi to all you guys and how I'm looking forward to hooking up with you over the coming months. Uh, I hope you've seen, those of people who are friends with me on Facebook have seen me representing the nation when I recently uh, was in the States and uh, touring North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin and ended up in Chicago, Illinois where I have photos outside uh, the Viking Stadium and outside Soldier Field as well, raising the flag and representing the nation in those areas. Um, look, lots coming up uh, as we, we look forward to the season. Uh, in August, on the 13th of August, on Monday night, uh, uh, following the Dallas game, uh, those people who remember Adam, who did Adam's fantastic tailgate party a few years ago, he came to Oakland for the tailgate, uh, where he was visiting every NFL uh, stadium and team in one season. He was tailgating all the scenes. Well, he's now written his book, and the book's being released in the U.S. Uh, uh, very shortly, and he's going to be at the uh, Dallas game this year, and we'll be at Ricky's on the 13th of August, uh, promoting the book and, and meeting with the, the Silver and Black again as he comes into town. Um, as for myself, I say, I've just got back from the States, but I'm heading back out again on September the 13th, and I'm heading down to Fresno, because uh, my good friend Gorilla Rilla has uh, invited me to come over and uh, uh, be uh, an important part of his wedding, so the Crusader Raider will be going down the aisle there with Gorilla Rilla as he man- gets married to Jungle Jane in front of 50 super fans in Fresno. So I'm going to be spending sort of three or four days there in Fresno and then coming back up to the Bay Area for two or three days when I'm hoping to catch up with Greg and Randy, maybe in Fresno and also uh, at Ricky's or somewhere before I fly back. So that's a whistle-stop tour and we'll be coming in just for like six days and in and out, but uh, celebrating the event. Uh, Mark uh, has been on to me, Gorilla Rilla, and uh, has been pushing me and pushing me. And uh, and so, hey-ho, in life, sometimes we have to worry about the bank balance later and just come out and support the nation. I'm then returning in October. We'll be flying back out to San Francisco on the 30th of October when I'm coming over for the Tampa Bay game. But before the Tampa Bay game, please put in your diaries the 2nd of November. 
the crab feed is back for the Blitney coughs. So please put that date in there and look forward to seeing as many of you as possible at, uh, uh, in San Ramon. Uh, when the, the, we get together for the Bolitnikov uh, crab feed, supporting Fred and Angela uh, in, in memory of their daughter and, and raising some much-needed funds for the, for the foundation. As I say, then it's tailgating on the Sunday the 4th for the Tampa Bay game. Then I'm heading off to Seattle for a few days to see my uncle before flying out to Washington, Dallas, uh, to hook up and see the Raiders at the Baltimore Ravens. And it doesn't end there, Raider Nation. This is the year of travelling for the Crusader Raider. Uh, I'm then flying back out on Boxing Day on December the 26th, and we'll be spending uh, from the 26th of December through to the 4th of November. I'm coming out to Vegas with my, my wife and my two daughters and some friends, and we're going out to stay at the Luxor there in Vegas. And we're hoping to fly down on the 30th of December uh, to the San Diego game, which obviously by then we'll already be in the playoffs. Hey, hey! So we can go down there to South Oakland and enjoy ourselves uh, uh, and party there. I'm hoping to get a, a deal and, and get some things sorted out there so that I can come along. So as you can see, what with that and the Wembley game, uh, which uh, obviously this year is uh, the Rams and the Patriots, when uh, well, we'll be representing the nation at the tailgate and representing them on Friday Night Lights. And also at the London Olympics, uh, the Raider flag and Raider colours were raised at the swimming last Saturday. This weekend I'm at the soccer, and then I shall be raising the flag at the London Paralympic Games in September and representing the nation there. So you can see it's a busy time for the Crusader Raider. Lots of things happening in Oakland, as always. And I think I'm as optimistic as ever uh, and looking forward to the season. I think we're going to be a surprise package. I think that we're going to do well with the new coaches, with the new setup and everything that's going on in Oakland. And why can't we be the quiet ones that slip under the radar, sort the penalties out, get the team firing, get McFadden firing, let's get our value back out of our quarterback and let's go out there and shock a few people this season and let's see the silver and black coming back. It's going to be a playoff season. Well, I don't think we're going to go all the way, but I think we're going to get to the playoffs and who knows, you know, if you can get through the first two rounds there, who knows. But let's remain optimistic and firm together and look forward to that. I say lots going up, lots of trips, hoping to hook up with you guys. Always good to listen to the bone lines and the messages. Come on, Greg, get those uh, podcasts loaded. It's busy time now. Football season's coming. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider. I'm out. Let's not forget November 2nd. That would be the Belenikov Foundation Crab Feed. Man, you want to see some Raider players? You want to see some great fans? You want to have some great food and fun? You got to go. You got to go, go and support this great cause because we'll be there. You got to check that out. Uh, check out Crusader Raider, man. This is the traveling Raider. <laughs> he throws down some serious smiles, man. Check it out. We love you. You know we do. And we can't wait to see you, Keith. So look forward to him traveling all over. Look for him, too. He's unmistakably Raider Nation. And next, we have a very good contributor to the show. That would be Bloodline Raider. Hey, Raider Nation. What's up? This is Bloodline Raider. I don't call in too much, but... uh... I listen every single podcast, and uh, usually I call in with just a little debate off what I hear somebody say. I'm right in the middle of listening to your podcast, and I pause it whenever uh, the, the radio guy, the Raider West Radio something called in, talking about our roster and seeing all the teams that went uh, to the Super Bowl that y'all seen. 
uh, we had complete rosters, and then he was saying, uh, sorry for your dogs, buddy, I'm walking. And uh, he's saying we don't have a pass rush. And he said, Shaughnessy is strictly a run defensive. I'm just going to friendly debate that, because I think Shaughnessy is going to be a top five pass rusher. I mean, he was he was hurt. I mean, he was hurt. What did he get hurt in game one or two? I think he got hurt against the Bills last year. And, uh, no, he's a beast. He's a monster. He's going to kill it. Uh, mark my word. He's, uh, he's everything we need as a pass rusher. You'll see. I mean, um, I've seen him in practice. I've watched him in college, dude. He's, he's mean and he's tough. If he just stays away from that injury bug. And we we got we got a playmaker, man. We got a Howie Long on the end, pretty much. Might have made it. Remember Greg Townsend? You know, he was always good for 12, 13 sacks. Shaughnessy's going to far exceed that. This year, it's healthy. I'm saying 15 sacks. Uh, and especially since we, we can, uh, don't have to run man-to-man every single play. You're going to see a lot coming out of these guys. I agree that Houston uh, is more of a run stopper, and that's fine. We need that. But just with the way our defense is, I mean, Houston's going to pop up to three or four sacks this year. And uh, Richard Seymour is going to look like Richard Seymour, I believe. But, man, don't 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 sleep on Shaughnessy. I mean, next to Tyvon Branch, man, he's the best player on defense we got. I mean, he's going to be Stanley. I bet, I bet my house on him. And uh, I'll let you guys go. But the last thing is, I'm a mailman. I'm carrying mail here. And it's in Texas. In Amarillo, Texas, for some reason, these motherfuckers like Broncos, and I have these Broncos mailboxes. So I ordered some big Raider stickers, you know, like the ones people put on their cars and stuff. And it's funny because they always take them off piss, not knowing who does it, but uh, I put a nice big fat Raider sticker over the Broncos sign, you know. If anybody's driving through Amarillo, you you get a chance to see a Bronco mailbox look closer, and there'll be a little Raider sign in the middle. Anyway, man, I love your podcast. Uh, I used to not like... It used to kind of depress me thinking we're going to suck, but, man, y'all giving me help this year. Last time I called in, I was talking about, man, we're only going to... Eight and eight's going to be a success. That got me believe in playoffs, man. This this tells Antake and your... Uh, this your point of view. Anyway, man, Shaughnessy, Pro Bowler, watch. Talk to you later. Shaughnessy is a beast, and he's going to make some insane noise in the AFC West. There's no doubt in my mind. He's healthy. He looks good. Also, the rest of the defensive line looking pretty sharp. we got some new guys in there, some fresh blood. I don't know, man. New defense, new defensive scheme. I'm thinking we're going to do pretty good, but you never know. I'm feeling pretty positive about this season. I appreciate the call and the props, my brother. And nice job on the Bronco Ho mailboxes keep slapping them stickers on brother i love it well raider nation that will do it for this episode of the raider nation podcast we're doing our best to cover every day at camp as long as i'm not working i'm gonna be there along with randy we got the film going we got the interviews happening it is a epic time for the podcast i can't even tell you how exciting it is You know how exciting it is because you're getting a taste of what I'm getting to. So check it out. Meet us back here. We're going to have some more news, more clips. Don't forget, man, www.raidernationpodcast.com. 
on our webpage. You'll see it all right there in HD. Don't miss it. Well, it's about it for this show, and I am Ritter Craig, and I am out. <laughs>